Nine to seven on the kill. Aaron Keck here with you in the studio, joined this morning by Victor Lewis, who's got our trends for the day. Hello. Hello. Time to talk about one of my favorite concepts, completely unironically. I mean this entirely sincerely, physical media. All right. Physical media rules. Since we had the conversation about books, let's talk a little bit about music today. We are a radio station after all. I I have a more than passing fondness for vinyl records. And I feel like why I like them is not necessarily for the reasons <laughs> I'm not like other boys. Of course not, <laughs> yes. I'm different <laughs> I'm and different. special. <laughs> I, I strongly believe I feel like I'm holding back from saying things as empirical fact here. I'm I'm just gonna commit. I'm I'm gonna say it. Audiophiles are are entirely delusional about the level of audio quality they are pulling from twenty thousand dollar home audio setups. Audio files meaning lovers of audio, like audio pH files, right? Yeah. Not yeah. like files like, of audio. Like I purchased a gold plated cable because it makes my sound so much better. No, it doesn't. The returns diminish fairly sharply once you get into a certain level of spending, and past that, it is just flexing for no reason. It's it's you convincing and deluding yourself that you are getting some sort of return on your investment. I will go along with that because I will go probably even further than you would. I can't tell the difference between music on CDs versus music on cassettes versus music on, like, Spotify. I mean... That's a matter of ear training from Probably. my perspective. I can tell the difference between music on Spotify and music on YouTube because I've I've listened to them side by side and there's there's a noticeable difference in quality. There it goes are, down with YouTube. It's there are plenty of mediums and storage methods and playback devices that have discernible differences between them. And I have always been fascinated by the entirely analog process of the vinyl record. The fact that there is a groove in this full of bumps that when you run something across it and amplify the motion of this tiny needle, it will produce the sound that was pressed into this vinyl. That is so rad yeah. to me. I love everything about that. I love thinking about the original records getting pressed, like entirely taken from the technology of a man demonstrating proof of concept by yelling into a cone and making a needle <laughs> like vibrate a little bit. All this is super rad. All this to say that we have culturally nostalgia that paints our, I guess, consumption of media in different lights. Cassette tapes are worse. Cassette tapes are bad. VHS tapes are bad. Cassette tapes are bad. Magnetic storage medium wears out quickly. It does not last forever. It's I mean, that's why it's bad, though. It's not like the audio quality initially is is markedly worse. It's that it wears down. Yeah, but... Same with VHS tapes. Like, the first viewing on a VHS tape is super high quality. It's the 12th that you got to watch out for. So, what what we're seeing is a nostalgia-driven boom for cassette tapes from a generation that never interfaced with cassette tapes even once. I, I was definitely on the back, back end of cassette tapes. I feel like I interfaced with them when I was very young and then got some CDs pretty much instantly when I was able to be conscious and make my own purchasing 
you're a little decision. You're a little bit younger than me. I had like ten hot years where I was like focused entirely on cassettes. That's that's fair. Yeah. And if you wanted to track down some cassettes, if you wanted to re-experience these things in the way you originally did, if you want to pop it into your player, that's all well and good. I don't, but you know the one cassette I hung on to the longest? I think now I've gotten rid of all my cassettes at this point, but do you know the one album that I hung on to longer than any other because I had like a, a nostalgic connection to the physical tape that I carried around with me for like long periods of, of high school and college? Tell me. Flood by They Might Be Giants. You know the cassette tapes I played in my 1995 Chevy Silverado? Ooh, uh, what year were you playing then? They were my dad's tapes. Oh, okay. Old Jim Lewis had a box of cassettes that had Bon Jovi and the Eagles and all of the music that he liked, and he had four volumes of Twilight Zone radio dramas. Oh, wow. And I okay. kept those on me. Nice. <laughs> it was really fun to listen to those. Uh, fun fact about me, Bon Jovi, Slippery When Wet was the first CD I ever bought. And that's and like 10 could, years after the album came out, you, by the way, like late 90s. You could do worse than that being your first CD, yeah. I think. That being the first fresh CD slide in your player. Man, I was going to talk about how tapes are being produced en masse in Japan because... That's the market where things are taking off with the modern funk retro vibes that's spreading a little bit to the United States in reverse of how it traditionally has been where our culture spreads to Japan. Now Japan is very much influencing ours and cassette tapes are very much part of this. So don't be shocked here on Trends. We're already a little behind the curve because anyone who knows anything about anything is always has very much already been on this train of, yeah, dude, I got a Walkman at Goodwill and I've been listening to tapes anyway. But just don't be shocked. Don't be shocked when you see more and more cassette tapes. Don't be shocked if you see new artists releasing music on cassette tapes. This is why, because there is a boom in the cassette tape industry, and I'm glad we had this whole conversation so I didn't have to talk about boring numbers.